Safety, dependability, and power. Chevy Silverado isn't happy unless the work is hard and the day is long. No wonder Silverado is America's number one best-selling retail pickup truck. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. Yeah, you, you hear what this is? We've all heard them, right? Where you're like, you're, you're watching TV and you're like, wait, if I ever took that drug, I, I could get cancer or have a headache or diarrhea or whatever it is. Those are the fairly annoying commercials that we see on TV every single day. I'm not sure you could turn on the tube and not see it. That's a part of what Howard Tolman is writing about on Inc.com. Millions of people read his article every week on Inc.com. Howard's a Chicago guy. He's a, a venture capitalist, a serial entrepreneur, so much more than that. And he joins us on Tuesdays at 2.45. You start the article out just going on about uh, it's obvious you don't like Lori Lightfoot and you don't like Brandon Johnson. And the beginning of the article was about that and how much was spent on that campaign. Well, you know, I, I have to say, I don't know how it's going to end, but when you have a city where you have homeless, where you have issues around food deserts, where, where you have all these things, to see these campaigns where in a matter of a couple of months they spent $30 million or in Wisconsin, $40 million on one race, you know, uh, I just, you know, you sort of feel like, hey, can't we take a time out and and set aside ten million of that money that you're completely wasting uh, to get a turnout of what what was it twenty percent of the people voted for Brandon out of you know the entire voting population. I mean, it's it's really it's sad. It's just such a wasteful wasteful thing. And then with respect to the pharma companies, I mean, <clears throat> what's so bizarre about that is it just seems like every week they invent a new disease. <laughs> And, you know, even if there was such a disease, I mean, it's got to be like 12 people in the United States who might have it. But, you know, it's just uh, it's unending. And I I honestly think that they must work for the streaming people, just like I think uh, Brandon probably works for Sarah. So driving more people to move out of the city is something that uh, she, I'm sure, can assist with in terms of selling their homes. (laughs) <laughs> he's pulling Sarah <laughs> Leonard into the conversation. <laughs> and and she did actually pitch that to me. And I said, Sarah, I cannot target people who are, you know, leaving Chicago because Brandon is going to be the mayor. But she was more interested in what the real estate tax, that tax that might be enacted. And and many realtors are. And I just don't see that coming to fruition. Do you do you do you think that'll get through? Well, I, I think I think that one might require some approval from Springfield. So I think it's less likely to happen than some of the other crazy things he's talking about. But look, you know, this is it's all part of this punish the rich, you know, sort of philosophy. And I just you know, it's just a it's a tough, tough position to take when you're trying to talk about equity out of one side of your mouth, but let's go soak these people out of the other side of your mouth. So, but I'm, but today I'm mostly upset just about the fact that um, of all of the conversations we keep having, I just can't understand how they can't say to the parents of these kids running around like crazy people down in the city, that it's their responsibility and figure out how to get them engaged. And if not, how to, you know, penalize them, for letting their kids just do this. I mean, it's just, it's, it's nuts. It's, it's frightening and it's nuts. And it can't be the way to kick off the summer. It can't be the way to kick off this new mayor to have the city, you know, be just completely disrupted every weekend.
Howard Tolman is a general managing partner with G2T3V and a serial entrepreneur. And I'm with you that, you know, I, I find myself, you know, at a stoplight thinking, okay, if this happened and I was in my car, what do I do next? Because it's not unlikely, yep. Howard, for you or I to be on Michigan Avenue or anywhere else on a Saturday night at nine o'clock in our vehicle and you start to see a crowd gather and you're like, mm, I got to get out of here. There's a little traffic. You don't know if you're going to be the car that these kids launch yeah. on. But when it goes back you to know the parental, happened, you know, go ahead. You know, what's even worse. What happened to me are all of these collateral effects. Like yesterday, I was in the loop for a meeting on the way back. I was going to stop by Garrett's to get some popcorn for my wife. I was going to stop by the corner bakery to get some stuff. And you know what? Those stores close now at three or four in the afternoon. So that means they lose the whole commuter traffic part of their business. And they're closing because they're afraid. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. it can't go on. It's just a terrible thing for the downtown, the whole business district. And and I I would like to see parental responsibility, but Howard, you and I know that there is a drastic difference among how everyone parents and some of these kids. I've got to think that some of these kids that are doing this stuff, they're not coming from parents who are responsible or give a crap about them or have taught them right from wrong. Well, I think I think you're right, but I think that. In that case, we have to figure out, you know, how to make them pay attention. I'm talking about the parents. And if we can't do that, I mean, look, I understand that uh, Lightfoot uh, tried to have some parties and some activities. But, you know, uh, that's not what's going on. The the other thing that's very striking is, and I've seen this all over social media from pretty responsible people saying, look, this isn't a thousand kids. You know, this is 200 troublemakers and go find them and put them in jail, you know, arrest them. I mean, it's, you know, it's a funny thing about the crowd psychology, but if if the front three or four troublemakers uh, are arrested, the crowd calms down. If they're, if they're not, and they start throwing bottles, then the whole crowd starts throwing bottles and things. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's really frightening. And as you said, you know, you don't want to be the car. I mean, I've decided I, I would probably give up my car, but I'm not going to give up my phone. <laughs> So, I mean, you know, <laughs> Howard's drawing the line. You make these calculations, but my phone is my life these days. Right. I, mean, I can always get another car. You know, I can't get another life. I mean, <laughs> I would certainly give up my car at any point if it meant that my life was threatened. But I am, uh, I'm pretty bold, Howard. And as you know, I drive a big truck, and I'd certainly be doing some threatening of my own if somebody wanted to jump on my car. Let, or me, my just, truck. Let, let me just tell you, let me just say one thing, and that is I learned this from a couple of policemen. We think exactly that. We think because we're in a big truck or an expensive car that we're protected. We have no idea how quickly these bullets go right through these cars. They're, they're like cheese. I mean, they have they offer next to no protection. And so people who think, well, I'll just drive away or, you know, this guy's pointing a gun at me, but I'll just, you know, drive away. Those are the people that get killed. I mean, it's, it's really scary, but the cars, you know, do not offer a lot of protection and, you know, we need to be smart about that too. I mean, that's why I say, you know, uh, but the other, you know, the worst thing of all is this, this can't be the kind of society that we want to live in where we're, where we're wondering if somebody bumps into us, whether that was a, an accident, whether it was intentional, whether we're supposed to get out of the car, whether we're supposed to drive to the police station to report it as if we knew where the police station was. You know, all of these things that in, that they describe as, uh, you know, smart things to do. I mean, if you're out there, you don't know what to do.
So, well, we need change. Anyway. And we need control. We do need change. And we I think it's going to take but, everybody in this city participating to see that change happen. So I know um, that you'll do your part to be a part of that process. Well, I hope, honestly, I agree with you that we have to have change. And I think the first thing we have to do is you just get control of the space. I mean, you can't say to people with a summer coming up that uh, don't go downtown, don't go to Chicago for a convention. You know, all of these decisions are being made now for everything. I mean, you know, I have to I have to wonder if the Democrats are saying, geez, do we really want to have a convention here next year when every single image coming out of uh, the convention will be of violence in the streets? Uh, you know, they uh, they thought they were doing Chicago a favor. And I hope well, by the time that rolls around, maybe they will be. But boy, that's a scary prospect. Howard Tolman, the general managing partner of G23V. And, you know, follow him online. Check out the article on Inc.com. And, Howard, enjoy the sunshine today. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Steve's News is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. WGN.